Welcome to the Save Your Marriage by Restoring the Man podcast, dedicated to all the men who are going through marital problems and want to save their marriages, with host Arturo Henriquez and sponsored by The Fortified Spouse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast. Uh, I want to apologize for not getting an episode out last week. I was hit with COVID, so I was out for about seven to 10 days. Uh, everything is back to normal again, so I am ready and happy and excited to serve you guys, my audience, again. So this podcast, as you know, is designed to help your marriage no matter where you are. And this is particularly true today because today I'm not just focused on the marriages that are deeply in trouble, but I'm talking about a philosophy of relationship that matters from the beginning of a relationship really to the end. And it's a lesson I think we often forget, even though as soon as I say it, you're going to hopefully agree with me. My point today is there's a difference between fighting and solving any conflict. Anytime you have some conflict, it's not moving you towards a better place. You're making a mistake. Any conflict should be in the service of progress. Now, I want you to think back and answer the question, are all of my conflicts in the service of progress. Here's why I ask that. I've noticed that when people get into fights, get into arguments, get into serious discussions, they tend to not make much progress. They tend to go around and around and around in the same loops, in the same dynamics, in that same negative toxic spiral uh, of never-ending discussions without making any progress. In fact, one of the magic questions I used to ask uh, other people, couples in particular, are what is the fight? The first big fight that you ever had that really, really did matter. This isn't the one where you argue about what you should eat or what movie you should go to or if you use the right tone or not or you know about the toothbrush or the toothpaste top not being put on uh, or should you have done a little task, you know, any of those little minor things. This is the big ones, the ones that that really made you wonder about your relationship. Do you remember that first fight? So then I asked the second question, are you still having that same fight today? Just with different words and maybe different scenarios. But basically, underneath it all, are you still fighting about the same thing? Because if you are, you've gotten yourself stuck in the loop. And that loop is no longer about getting to a better place. That loop is usually about only proving your point. And as you know, relationships are power struggles. And so the more you are in that loop, the more each one is going to go to their corner and stay stuck in just trying to prove their point, thus, you know, reinforcing this crazy, terrible loop that gets you nowhere. That loop is not about solving things. It's about making your stand. That loop is not about solving the conflict and moving you ahead. It's about scoring points and making your point. And that's when we get into trouble. The nature of fighting has to be in the service of progress. Or you're going to find yourself stuck, which many, most of my audience out there are in that crisis mode because they never solved anything. They never progressed. When you're engaged, and I'm not talking about engaged to somebody to get married, but when you're engaged in conflict, there are two ways your brain can activate. One is for you to be stuck in a fighting phase. 
The other is to be stuck in a solving phase. And they come from two very different parts of the brain. Deep down in your brain, there's this part that is called, it's called the reptilian brain. Once it is engaged, it tends to try to fight or flight. Just like in caveman times, it tends to try to win or get away. Now, there's another part of the brain that's combined with the reptilian brain, and that's the limbic system. Now, the limbic system is a part of our brain that helps us in feelings and emotions. This is the part of the brain that we share with warm-blooded creatures because it helps us to be connected, which is humans' ultimate goal is connection. If you've noticed, warm-blooded creatures tend to be packed kind of creatures, right? We like to be in packs. We like to live in groups or at least with one another uh, because we're connected and bonded with them. Not only that, when that type of creature fights or has conflict, it's in a group, us versus them. That's the limbic system in play. I have connections with this person and it's what allows us to have the deep connections that are there in the relationship with our wife, with our kids, with our family, with those we consider in our pack, in our group. When the limbic system and the reptilian brain get together, it's looking for the threat, then adds the emotion. That's when you see people really get angry about things and get into a very attacking mode. The limbic system and the reptilian brain have taken over the system. And here's the problem. There's another part of the brain, and I'm sorry, I don't want to make this too neuroscientific, um, but it helps, and I think it, uh, it'll give you guys great context. There's this third part of the brain called the neocortex. It's all about solving issues and figuring out things that's been completely left out of the conversation. This is the logic part of the brain. When you're solving things, the limbic system and the neocortex are working. When the reptilian brain takes control of the limbic system, it usually comes out in anger, and pushing away among other emotions. However, when the neocortex and the limbic system come together, it usually is about solving and coming together. Both use the limbic system because of course that's where the feelings are, the emotions. It's usually about solving an issue and moving as a team, again, when the neocortex and the limbic system come together. As we talk about what a marriage is about, it is mostly about the place of being a team, of having each other's back, of seeing that you're in it together, that you are a we. You're no longer an I and me and you, it's a we. So when the reptilian and the limbic get involved, it's about pushing away. So it's going from we to me against you. It's about fighting against each other. It's about either winning or getting away from your spouse. It's certainly not about solving the issue at hand. The neocortex is much better at solving the problems at hand. So how do you choose solving? Notice that you're probably going to have to break some habits in relating to this. If you're like most people out there, most men, you recognize that what I'm saying is very true, that there really is, the, there is no purpose of conflict. Conflict really should be about moving us to solving issues. And if you're more, you know, like most couples, you haven't been playing that very well. And so you probably find yourself stuck in a rut in a way where you're responding to each other only from the reptilian brain fighting each other. So again, how do you choose solving? 
Well, I would suggest that you start changing the rules a little bit. That one rule is what, you know, when there is an issue at hand, you agree on what type of outcome is needed. The both of you work from an agreement of perspective. And remember, the problem is not, you are not the problem. You as a couple are not a prob the problem. The problem is independent. You make it, the problem you make it about the couple. But if you say, you and I have to solve that third thing, which is the problem, then it's the perspective changes. This is one of the big parts I believe is necessary in healthy relationships, is that it functions on agreements. Can we agree on this? And then you, you can fill in the blank. So for me, what you're agreeing on in terms of outcome, really there's three possibilities. You might agree that all that needs to happen is that there needs to be an expression and an acceptance that somebody needs to say, you know what, that really hurt my feelings when this happened. We don't have to really solve this at all except for the solving is for me to feel heard. That solves it for me. It helps me feel better. And so I don't need you to attack me. I don't need you to be defensive. I don't need you to tell me that I shouldn't be feeling this. I just need to say, I need you to say, I hear you. You only have to agree with me to understand where I'm coming from. Doesn't mean you have to agree with what I'm saying. Just understanding, agree that it's coming from me and it's validated. That's getting to a place of accepting that it's about expression and acceptance. I just need you to tell me this hurt my feelings. That's a place that you can agree. Okay, I'll hear you. And I recognize that hurt your feelings, right? That's one form of agreement. The other possibility is that you're looking for a game plan. Maybe whatever's going on can't be solved right now, but you need a game plan on how you're going to get there. Because if not, like most of you out there who are in marriage crises right now, this has lingered for not months, but years and years and years. All these, you know, visceral cycles and dynamics and patterns and loops of conflict that never had solution as the common cause, the common objective. Sometimes this is about planning for, you know, for down the road. Maybe you don't agree on where you're living at this point or the jobs you're doing or how you're living your life or, you know, lots of other things. And you need a game plan that needs to be formulated that both of you can agree on to on how you're going to move forward with whatever that issue is. Then there's a possibility that you need to come up with an agreement of something different. For instance, let's say that you're upset that your spouse is not carrying their end of the bargain at home. Maybe they're not doing the yard work the way you think they should be doing it or the housework the way you think it should be done or bringing in the income the way it should be done. You're taking care of the kids or any number of other places that tend to get couples you know, kind of stuck. So it's possible that you can attack your, your spouse and tell your spouse how they're worthless and they're not living up to their end of the bargain and how they have failed as a partner. Or you could decide that that's not moving in the service of solving something. Because most couples, most of you listening, tend to fall back to what I just said. That you, you start accusing the other person, you start ridiculing them, you start making them feel worthless or feeling less, that they're not holding up their end of the bargain. right? And that just leads to more conflict, more emotion, and that never-ending spiral. Right. So, but again, you could decide that that's not moving in the service of solving anything. You might need to say, you know what? I just need you to hear me out. 
Really, maybe nothing can change here. I just need you to hear me out how frustrating it is that it keeps falling on me. That would be the first part of the expression in acceptance. So you're expressing how you're feeling. You're not saying that anything else is going to change. It's possible you say, you know what, we need to figure out how we're going to bring more of a balance to this, whatever that imbalance may be. How are both going to be more involved in the process as we move forward with this? It's also possible that you say, can we agree to rebalance this right now? How can we restock this? How can we find a way forward with this? Any of those three conversations to solve the issue at hand can move you towards the service of progress. Or you can stay engaged on an emotional level and be working to score your points and prove that you're, really your spouse has failed, right? And where has that ever, ever gotten you other than feed your ego, other than make you feel good at the moment while completely dismissing and degrading your wife, which now probably doesn't want to be with you anymore, right? Or is, is in... You know, both of you are stuck now in this marriage crisis as a result of this. So which one will help? Which one will get you out of the loop? I promise you that when you try to prove a spouse is falling short as just simply not being a good person, your wife, your spouse is going to go on the attack mode, the defensive attack mode. That's what happens when reptiles fight, guys. They both go into fight mode, and at that point, both of you will be engaged in a fight-or-flight response, which is not going to move you forward at all. So the first thing is, agree on what type of outcome is needed, right? The second thing is to disengage from the discussion if it goes off topic, because whenever you go off topic, it lets you know that you're not moving towards fight-or-flight. So when someone says you did X, Y, and Z, and the other person says, oh yeah, well, that's, you know, last week you did P, D, and Q, but you're off topic. You're no longer dealing with X, Y, and Z or the feelings about X, Y, and Z. You now move to another topic. You also moved off topic when you personally attack the other person. When you call names, when you insult them, when you try to dig at that other person because you're trying to show some place where there's something wrong with them at the core level. At that point, you're off topic again, which brings us to the third way that you disengage if there are signs of anger. Now, this is not signs of emotions, but signs of anger, because anger is the way our body is preparing for the fight or fight mode, right? Fight or flight mode. So raising voices or making digs at a spouse or name calling are all indications that the reptilian brain has begun the process of taking over the brain, of taking over the process of the conflict. And it's time to disengage, not on a permanent basis, been long enough for both people to come back to what scientists would refer to a non-aroused state. So you stabilize the situation. We often talk about arousal as if it's only about sex, but it's not. We're talking here about when the body has become aroused in an emotional way that's prepared for fighting. That's the arousal state when the adrenaline is flowing, when both people are ready to get into this, you know, the crocodile stands, the reptilian stands, and fight each other to see who's going to run away, see who's going to win, see who's going to score more points, see who's going to feed their ego. 
Because at that point, you are no longer about progress. You're about winning, and most of the time winning at any cost. And that cost later comes out as a huge marriage crisis. So the first thing is to recognize that there's need to be an agreement on what you're looking as the outcome. What do you need from this? Do you just need to be heard or do you just need, do you need to have a game plan on how you're going to go forward or do you need to have an agreement of what's going to change? Again, what do you need from this? Do you need just to be heard? That would be number one. Or do you need to have a game plan on how you're going to go forward? That would be number two. Or do you need to have an agreement of what's going to change? That's number three. If you get to the place where you're no longer on topic, it's time to disengage. Some couples are so habitual about getting off topic that it's helpful to, even on an index card, write what you're discussing. Just write down exactly what you're discussing and just keep it looking at it to stay on the topic so you don't veer off topic and start attacking and start making personal insults and all the things we do when we engaged in the fight or flight. If you're not on that topic, it's time to stop, to disengage, to calm down, and then come back. If either of you is seeing in themselves or the other person, you know, or the other person that anger, the raising of the voices, making digs or name calling, those are all indications that the reptilian brain is now in charge and it's time to disengage, allow a chance to calm down and to re-engage. This to me is one of the biggest building blocks for couples who want to restore a relationship or just build a great relationship from the beginning. Many times I have couples tell me that they are at the end of the ropes. They are tired of trying. They are tired of working on the relationship because they keep having the same fights. Or they tell me that they are just tired of fighting, which tells me that they are not in the process of moving towards progress. They're in the process of winning points. They're in the process of trying to chalk up a win. And remember the old saying, you can win the battle. In fact, you can win many battles but you can ultimately lose the war, which means you ultimately lose your relationships. Because many times couples will take on trying to win just the battle. When the war is how to stand together and move forward in life, finding the best solution for both people to move together as a team, as a we, that's the big war. That's what you're moving towards. That's what you should be fighting for. Make sure that whenever you find yourself in the midst of a struggle, that the goal is progress, not progress for one person, but progress for the family and for the we, the team. If you're wondering what that means to be a team, again, this is one of the core pieces of the Fortified Spouse Program and how we get you there, even if you're in the midst of a marriage crisis, even if your wife wants separation or a divorce or there's an affair, or you're just having a very rocky road um, and have been in that rocky road for many months, if not years. That's where we talk about how to come together and form this we in the program. So I invite you guys to book a call with me uh, as I love to hear your stories. Call, go to fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call. Again, that's www.fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call. And we can talk about the program and we can talk about your situation. Again, thank you very, very much for listening. 
You have been listening to the podcast, Save Your Marriage by Restoring the Man. For further information, visit the Fortified Spouse at www.fortifiedspouse.com. Thank you.